Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Shanti, and oh my goodness, today I am going to tell you a story that is absolutely fascinating, and it was such a surprise warming of my soul, and I'm going to tell you about the time that Ancestry.com helped me find a half-sister that I didn't no, I had. Get ready to trust and believe. Somebody say hey, yeah. no, no, no. What's up? You're better than Oprah. Come on, y'all. This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. So I want to say it was 2017, Scott, my in-laws, myself, Alex, I can't remember if Alex's husband was there or not. He just always seems to be with Alex. So Alex is my producer. You probably hear me mention her often, but, and my friend, obviously, but we were all sitting around and we decided to do Ancestry.com. And I don't know if you've ever done Ancestry.com, but or any of those DNA test kits or whatever. But this one, particularly, you have to spit in a little vial, and you have to fill it up. And it was just, like, so crazy. And it was it was actually tough to fill it up. Like, you know, it's just like, we got to keep spitting in here. But anyway, it was, it was a fun little moment. One of the funnest moments about this entire process. And I don't know if my memory is serving me correctly, because obviously I'm low on calories, but I'm high on life right now. I just remember me and Scott always joking, and Scott would be like, I'm 100% white. (laughs) He'd be like, I'm 100% white. And, you know, in my really fun personality, I'm like, everybody comes from black people, so you need to get it together. You got some black in you. (laughs) Wink, wink. We ended up doing this, and I think it took something like six or eight weeks to get back. It was a long time. I mean, I kind of forgot about it, and I just kind of moved on. And so when we did get it back, it was really cool because Scott was like, I told you, I'm 100% white. (laughs) And I was kind of mad about that. Uh, But one of the other things that I thought was really cool was my grandmother told me that 
my ancestors, when they got to America, they were in the Carolinas. And so it was really cool to see that part of the map lit up. I forget what color it was. I think it was red. It was like where most of your family is from. And not that I didn't believe my grandmother by any stretch of the imagination, but it was just super cool to just know that. And for those of you who know my grandmother or knew of my grandmother, especially if you read my book, you know, she's absolutely wonderful. So just knowing that was really cool. And then the other thing was before we did Ancestry.com, I forgot to mention this. I actually told Scott and everybody else, I was like, well, I'm 25% white. Because <laughs> Scott was like, I'm 100% white. I was like, I'm 25% white. And I was right. I believe my great-grandfather was like Scottish and Irish, and then so it extended there. But I didn't know the full extent of where another portion or percentage of my Caucasian you know, I don't know what the correct way to say is white, Caucasian, I don't know. But I didn't know where the rest came from, but I just knew just from conversations. So anyway, Ancestry.com happens, and they would, you know, match you with people that was and is in your family. So I would get the messages or the emails, and I would just kind of peruse them every once in a while. And it was like third cousin here, fourth cousin there, this, that, and the third. And I didn't think anything of it. And I wasn't looking for family members. We really just did it for fun. I didn't need to know my my background. I kind of knew. And I think I'm probably lucky that I did know my grandparents on my mom's side and, like, the extended family on my mom's side enough to know kind of where I came from. And I got some family history. But I never met my biological father um, in the story that... I know is that my mom got pregnant with my brother and my brother had a twin. My brother's twin died of SIDS at three months old and I'm pretty much a rainbow baby. So my mom ended up having, getting pregnant with me probably like two and a half weeks after my brother had passed away. Actually, my mom just told me that not too long ago. She was like, yeah, you know, I think I, I got pregnant because, you know, I had lost a child and I don't feel any kind of way about that. I, I'm like, that is pretty spectacular for her to have wanted another child. So my father didn't want to have anything to do with being a father. And I'm going to spare you the details. There's much more in-depth details about him and my mom's relationship or whatever. I will tell you this, though, because this is something that I think is very jarring to me, even though I love my grandparents and I love that they raised me and I love it. But back in the day, especially in church and my grandfather was a pastor, when you got pregnant by someone, you were forced to marry them. So my mom was the daughter of a pastor. She ended up getting pregnant by this man and they had to get married. So this is with my brother and his twin were in my mother's womb. So they had to get married. But anyway, she ended up moving to Louisiana, and my brother passed away. She ended up getting pregnant with me. My father basically said, I don't want to have anything to do with you, and some other stuff went down. And so my mom moved back to New Jersey, and so that's the life that I knew. So back to Ancestry.com messages. 
so I'm not even checking the messages anymore. After, you know, a couple of weeks of being like, oh, this is kind of cool. I'm not even checking the messages. But I get a message from either my brother or my mother. I can't remember. And they were like, check your Ancestry.com because we believe that we found a cousin. So I went on Ancestry.com and... I think prior to me actually checking it, they were like, we think it's your actual sister. And I was just like, I didn't think much of it because I knew my mom didn't have another child that I didn't know about. And I never met my father. So I didn't think much of it, really. It just kind of was just like, okay, this is interesting. And this might sound a little bit shady, but I'm, I was not surprised that he probably had another kid out there being as though he wasn't taking care of the ones he did have so and I'm not being shady I just it wasn't like super surprising to me however what was pretty ironic and surprising to me is the way that my mom and my brother found out and that is because this woman did Ancestry.com she got matched with me actually when she got matched with me she didn't look at me first she actually looked at an uncle that was below me so if you do these at least ancestry.com the people who are like super matched with you they're at the top and then as the the tree basically goes down people are below them if you will and so she didn't check me but she said her sister-in-laws did some more research and so what happened was her sister-in-laws were doing some research and they saw that my name popped up on Ancestry.com. They were like, you need, you need to check this guy. And it says Sean Blocker. So no one knows me as Sean Blocker. However, I am the only Sean Blocker in the entire world or universe as we know it, which I absolutely love, like the fact that I'm super unique. Now, I don't know if anybody has been born... Sean Blocker, since I got married to Scott, but I just know there. And then when Ancestor, when I did my Ancestor.com, I was the only Sean Blocker in the world, which is so cool. But when you Google Sean Blocker, Scott Blocker comes up. And then basically the first thing that comes up is Sean T marries Scott Blocker. And they were like, wait a minute. This is the guy who's at the top of your list. And I can't remember. I think she didn't know if I would like, again, if I was a cousin or not, like, cause it was just like, they, they're super, super close. Like a first cousin, you know, it's just like your mom's or your dad's kid could have been like a first cousin. But when they did the research, they realized because my sister, which I'll tell you more about that I met yesterday she used to do my insanity workouts. <laughs> After she had her first kid, she was like, I did your insanity workouts. I'm kind of burying the lead, but I will tell you our initial meeting. But this is just part of the story. So because she did my insanity workouts, she knew that there was a guy that went to her husband's barbershop that was my brother. So my brother, who still lives in New Jersey, goes or went to a barbershop in a place called Pensacon and his my sister my now sister that I know her husband is a barber at that barbershop 
But he said, hey, that guy's brother goes to the barbershop. So then they were like, we have to find out. So they ended up meeting. But in the meantime, my sister, because she's obviously on Ancestry.com, she ends up meeting my brother. And in the meantime, she's searching for who her father is. And initially, she thought that her father was my dad's brother. So my uncle but we found out that he had gotten shot or something. And he was not the father, Q. Maury Povich. Then she ended up reaching out to my biological father because he is or was on Facebook. And he was like, no, that was me. This is your mom. We were together. He did not know that he had a daughter because I don't kind of want to tell this person's business, but let's just say he didn't know he had a daughter. Cool. But what did happen, what I can tell you is that mom gave my now sister up for adoption. And so when she was put up for adoption, she had no recollection of anything of her family history. The only thing she had on the paper was that she was a child of, and it said her, the baby's last name, but she had already been adopted. And obviously she's, two years older than me so this is 2017 so she's she's clearly in her 40s so anyway so she does the research she finds her family she finds her biological mom she finds our dad obviously and over the last six or so years she has developed a relationship with my brother and my mom and pretty much everyone in my family except for me and so I think people thought like, oh, you know, Sean doesn't want to meet her. And that was never the case. To be quite honest, I just wanted it to be the right time. It wasn't that I was ready or not ready. It had nothing to do with my father. I was just, my mom and my brother talk about her all the time. But I was just like, the right, it has to be the right time for me for it to be authentic. And I told them this, I told my family, I don't like being around my family when something this important comes up, because I'm like, I don't need to hear y'all talking. I, if I'm going to meet this person, I want it to be one-on-one. I don't want Scott there. I don't want my kids there. I don't want her husband there. I don't want her kids there. I want to be able to literally lock in and really get to know this person because this is deep. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So anyway, cut to this past weekend, my mom was like, my mom and my brother were like, Joyce, who's my sister, Joyce is going to be in Phoenix. She would love to meet you. We don't know how you feel about that. No pressure, no pressure. So I came home and I told Scott, I was like, oh my gosh, I have the opportunity to meet my sister for the first time. And I was really excited because my family wasn't going to be there. And if you guys are listening, no shade, but y'all know, I just keep it very real. So yesterday... I met her last night. I met her for the first time. And it was like she walked into the restaurant. And 
you know, we had been texting a little bit just to kind of, you know, for me to tell her, like, this is where we're going to meet. Obviously, we're in Arizona. She doesn't live here. So it was easier for me to decide a place to stay or to eat and meet. And she walked in the door and we embraced. And it was just like so cool. And a lot of you know, I'm, I am, I don't know an empath, maybe I'm a feeler for sure. I definitely feel energy on a higher level than most people. I'm very aware. And the energy was just like spectacular. Like when she hugged me, it wasn't like, this is going to sound really weird. When she hugged me, it wasn't like I'm hugging somebody and like they smell different. You know, if you hug people, you like you, you smell them, whether they have cologne or it's their body. And I'm not talking about like funky body odor, but it was like a comfort hug. Like I am hugging this person and it was like so amazing. So the restaurant we were at, I felt was going to be closing soon. So I was like, hey, let's walk down the street to this other place. And we ended up walking down the street and we just started talking like it was, I mean, it was definitely of, uh, oh my gosh, like I'm meeting you for the first time, but it wasn't a, I got to feel this out. Like I got to feel this energy. Like it just flowed. So we get inside and we just had the most incredible time. I think what's really cool is my brother's older than me and come to find out I have a sister that's older than him. So and I have a younger sister who's 20 years younger than me, 20 plus years younger than me. You know, I found out when I, when I was 20, she was born. So I never really got to experience the middle child syndrome. I've always, I don't know if it's a syndrome, no shade to people out there. Because my brother and I, it was just us growing up, us two. And we're only a year apart. And I was always considered the baby brother. And so even though my sister is you know, obviously my sister and she's 20 years younger than me. This is like really cool because now I have an older sister and of us three who is connected by my dad, whom I, whom I have never met. Um, I'm the youngest sibling and it's just like so spectacular and so amazing. And it was great. But some of the things that we talked about without getting too deep into her life, maybe she'll come on a podcast and we can get her perspective of things. What we found to be really cool was we were like, oh my gosh, all three of us are cool as hell. <laughs> we were like, yo, all three of us have this personality. So my brother and I don't have the same personality. He's much more like calm and relaxed. I would say, even though when I met her, I was like more calm because I was very attentive. I wanted to like feel her. I'm probably the wildest of us three. She seems to be between me and my brother, and there's my brother. But all of us are extremely outgoing, super cool, down to earth, can talk to anybody, anywhere in the world. Even if we don't know the language, we're going to vibe with you. And that was one of the things that was really cool. And to think that none of us have ever met our father face-to-face, has had no relationship with him and by way of being like, oh, I'm going to go visit my dad or that kind of relationship. But we all kind of share this very similar personality. We all share like a very 
specific look and it's up here in our forehead and it's like so freaking cool. I think she looks a little bit more like my brother. I think she definitely looks like my biological father. I don't think I look like my biological father. However, she showed me so many pictures. She has more pictures of him than I do. I've only I've seen a couple of pictures of him and I've seen a picture of his abs and I'm like thanks because <laughs> he showed me a picture. He the one the twice that I did correspond with him was like 15 years ago. He actually emailed me a picture of his abs. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, you're in fitness and like, and so he was maybe 51 or 52 or so, and I was like thank you. <laughs> I was like, thanks for the genetics, dude. If all I got to do is work hard. But it was just really cool because we have this look and we have this personality. And then we also just started talking about how our experiences of not having or having a dad and not having a dad are astronomically different or not having me our met our biological father is astronomically different. Because me and my brother's perception is he didn't want to be a dad. My mom had to raise us on our own. My mom then goes and meets another man who molests me. You know, I was sexually abused for four years. He was an abusive human to my mom and my brother. And so, you know, there's a bit of resentment in a way that I have because I'm like, because you didn't want to be a father. I say had because I've been in therapy, but I'm more of like, you didn't want to be a father. So then you left my mom out to dry. So then she has to go. She goes and finds someone else. I don't even know if she wanted to be with him anyway. But and then now this happens to me. And so it's just like this snowball effect. But then she and I were talking about that. But we also came up with this like really positive way of thinking of like. What's really bizarre is that all three of us. Are now, I'm going to say this with a preface. My preface is you don't need to have a college degree to be successful. You can be a business owner, you could be whatever, whatever. I'm this is not a judgmental state. But when I was 18 years old and she was 18 years old and my brother was 18 years old, going to college was the thing. It was like, go to college. I think my brother was maybe the first one in our family to graduate college. So Going to college and getting a degree and, and being successful because we grew up in a hood is, is like a a thing. It's like you have to do that to make something of yourself. And, you know, her adopted parents are incredible. And so she got a degree. And the reason why she was out here is I think she just got another degree and now and a new job. And, you know, at 40, I'm 45, so at 47. So... But we just kind of had this conversation of it's amazing that none of us, like she didn't know her anybody in her in her bloodline at all. And my brother and I being raised without a dad and having to go through that, we still were like, we're going to find a way to be successful. And, you know, then we started having a conversation and it was just like, you know, what's really crazy to me as a dad I can't imagine not wanting to be a part of my kids' lives. You know? I mean, like you put aside the, the toughness of having kids and you think about how amazingly incredible and loving it is 
to have a kid, to raise them, to see them move forward to, to selfishly, I guess this is not selfish, but I say that to receive love from your kid because you love them so much and you are able to reciprocate the love that they need to not having been a part of that is to me is so crazy. And to be able to try at, you know, my kids and her kids, she has three girls, they're in, incredibly stunning. And I know her husband has something to do with it, but like it, they're beautiful kids. But just to to want to raise your children and, and us not having that. So it, it's, it was interesting because my brother and I have a different perception of, well, our dad didn't want to be a part of our lives. She, and but my dad even didn't even know she was born. So, like, our perception of him even is different. Like, us, we're like, you know, fuck him. Like, he didn't want to have anything to do with us. And she's like, damn, like, he didn't even know I was alive, like, that I exist. So, anyway, so all of that is just, like, really cool combined with the fact that, you know, we are all successful in our own right. And it was really amazing. I think one of the things that I said, going back to the fact that, not understanding how you can have kids and not want to be a part of their lives. I know there are people out there who like the spouse tries to eliminate you from being a part of your kid's life. But I'm saying to like not want to be a part of a child's life that you brought in is to me, it it, it boggles my mind. And I know people have reasons, but you know, I said the crazy thing is like, we're all successful we all did we needed to do to get an education. We're all, we all have kids and relationships. I'm like, I just imagine if he was a different person and he was able to help us enhance our lives, right? So that was just kind of the other thing that was just very profound. But then I got home today that that was last night and then I got home today and I was talking to one of my nannies and she was like but maybe your success comes from the fact that you did have that trauma you did have you know she she couldn't find her biological parents it created a drive you did have the issues as a kid and your brother with this step monster so maybe it created a drive in you to do better to for you to want to be a part of your kid's life, for you to just have a better life than the imbalance that you feel. Now, I know, now this has nothing to do with, I want to be very clear, this has nothing to do with like a single parent household because some people's parents pass away or there are many reasons why there could only be one parent and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm specifically talking about the fact that both of your parents do exist in one either doesn't want to be a part of your life or you, they didn't even know that your life existed. And so anyway, so like just a little bit more about her. Her name is Joyce. She is fantastic. Just like fantastic. I also thought because she was here for work. And I'm 45. She's 47. I'm like, I'm thinking she's going to show up in more of like dressy clothes, homegirl hat on shorts, some dope sneakers, you know, a t-shirt. And I'm like, yes, 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 and yes. Not that I would have judged her if she was the other way around, but 
I'm like, no, she is about it. You know, and she grew up, or she lives in Jersey. So, you know, if you're from Jersey, you just get that. Okay, so that was my night last night. That was just just minor things that we spoke about. I did mention to her, and I want to mention to my brother, I would love to do a documentary on us all meeting my biological father for the first time. I have some reservations about it because I don't know if I would want to have a relationship with him. And I don't know if I would want, you know, my family, meaning Scott and my kids to have a relationship with him. But I do think that there's some intrigue. Having met her now makes me want to know more about him. Because it, in a way, when you talk about missing puzzle pieces, for her, I was the last family member that she had never met. And so, you know, last night for her was really profound because she's just like, I met everyone in my family. I found all the people on her mom's side and her dad's side. And she was like, I just have yet to meet Sean. And so she's like, my little brother, my baby brother. And it was like, so cute. And it just kind of opened up like that kind of conversation. Like, well, maybe I do want to know a little bit more about him because now that I have all of us, it's like he has a life that's a little bit wild. But, you know, is it mannerisms? Is it likes? Is it my laugh? Is it my smile? Is it <laughs> clearly I know it's <laughs> fitness wise because he was an athlete. I do know that. But it's just like all of those things that I kind of want to know now because of meeting her and to know that she has a different perception of him than we do because he didn't know she was born. Like, we don't know if he would have wanted to father her he didn't want to father us it just it just creates a more intrigued space but other than that I actually didn't do this last night my I'm going to text my brother and her and I just want to have like a weekend with them you know and just like go to a city have dinners, relax, like just, just like, no, I I don't even want to say catch on on old times because I still feel like we're very young and we still could have such an amazing time together and a great relationship. And, you know, now my brother has one, two, three, my brother has four kids. I have two kids. She has three kids. It's like, oh, like maybe it could just really be a great thing with family extending and, and, just a bunch of stuff. So I wanted to share that. It's very personal. And it just happened to happen in the middle of my prep. And it was just really special. And it took my mind off of bodybuilding, <laughs> to be quite honest. Because it was just like a very joyous moment. And a really... It's, it actually hasn't been tough since you heard that podcast. Like, I am enjoying this process. I am so happy. I am on cloud 35. I have nine days to go. And I just... I cannot wait to get on stage. And I'm really excited. But... This just kind of popped up in the middle of that, middle of that, and it's amazing. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining and listening. You guys are so amazing. Thanks for being patient. I hope I'm not. <laughs> I hope I don't sound boring, even because I'm really tired. And I'm hoping to do a podcast the day before I leave for my show. Um, because that would be really fun. And then just some other things I. Actually, I'm going to be getting tattooed a bit more on the spots in my body that I can get tattooed on. And I'm going to 
do a tattoo tour, but I'm going to make it into a podcast. So that should be a really fun podcast coming up soon. It should be really great. But anyway, thank you all so much for joining. If you haven't seen on Instagram, I'm going to post a little photo of my sister and I. And just stay tuned because hopefully you'll be seeing more of her. And, you know, trust and believe in who you are. And if you have something like that in your life where you could either meet someone or there's an extension of you out there just to get to know yourself a little bit better or open up your mind to want to understand other people a little better, I just really recommend you trying it. I think it'd be really great. So trust and believe in who you are, and I'll see you guys next time. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the super light tree runner on your next adventure. It's cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.